Within this store is all for food, not for pet. <laughs> Inside, the butchers with their blood-stained white smocks deftly gutted the fish while customers cried out their orders and shouted, Give me your freshest! To which the butchers always protested, All are freshest! On less crowded market days, we would inspect the crates of live frogs and crabs, which we were warned not to poke, boxes of dried cuttlefish, and row upon row of iced prawns, squid, and slippery fish. The sand dabs made me shiver each time. Their eyes lay on one flattened side, and they reminded me of my mother's story of a careless girl who ran into a crowded street and was crushed by a cab. <laughs> was smash flat, reported my mother. At the corner of the alley was Hong Sing's, a four-table cafe with a recessed stairwell in front that led to a door marked Tradesmen. My brothers and I believed the bad people emerged from this door at night. Tourists never went to Hang Sing's since the menu was printed only in Chinese. A Caucasian man with a big camera once posed me and my playmates in front of the restaurant. He had us move to the side of the picture window so the photo would capture the roasted duck with its head dangling from the juice-covered rope. After he took the picture, I told him he should go into Hang Sing's and eat dinner. When he smiled and asked me what they served, I shouted, guts and duck's feet and octopus gizzards. Then I ran off with my friends, shrieking with laughter as we scampered across the alley and hid in the entryway grotto of the China Gem Company, my heart pounding with hope that he would chase us. <laughs> my mother named me after the street that we lived on. Waverly Place, John. <laughs> my official name for important American documents. But my family called me May May, little sister. I was the youngest, the only daughter. Each morning before school, my mother would twist and yank on my thick black hair until she'd formed two tightly wound pigtails. One day, as she struggled to weave a hard-toothed comb through my disobedient hair, I had a sly thought. I asked her, Ma, what is Chinese torture? <laughs> my mother shook her head. A bobby pin was wedged between her lips. She wetted her palm and smoothed the hair above my ear, then pushed the pin in so that it nicked sharply against my scalp. Who say this word, she asked, without a trace of knowing how wicked I was being. I shrugged my shoulders and said, some boy in my class said Chinese people do Chinese torture. Chinese people do many things, she said simply. Chinese people do business, do medicine, do painting. Not lazy like American people. We do torture, best torture. <laughs> My older brother Vincent was the one who actually got the chess set. 
We'd gone to the annual Christmas party held at the First Chinese Baptist Church at the end of the alley. The missionary ladies had put together a Santa bag of gifts donated by members of another church. None of the gifts had names on them. There were separate sacks for boys and girls of different ages. One of the Chinese parishioners had donned a Santa Claus costume and a stiff paper beard with cotton balls glued to it. I think the only children who thought he was the real thing were too young to know that Santa Claus was not Chinese. When my turn came up, the Santa man asked me how old I was. I thought it was a trick question. I was seven, according to the American formula, and eight by the Chinese calendar. I said, I was born on March 17, 1951. That seemed to satisfy him. He then solemnly asked if I'd been a very, very good girl this year.